Oh, yeah, we are going to have some fun today, taking a little sneak peek inside of my body instead of always looking at yours and what's wrong with you. So I always say that perfection exists from a distance. And the reason I say this all the time is because I think, you know, the people that you like, that you follow, that you binge listen to, including me, right, you might think that I'm walking around the the pillar of health. And to that, I would say you would be wrong. Listen, we all have things wrong with us. Is my thyroid optimized? Hell yeah, it absolutely is. Do I feel good? Absolutely. But I also like testing myself for the things that I look at in my patients because I think I should know, right? So when I get a patient that gets a test back and I get a call and they say, oh my God, I have Lyme disease. And I say, well, yep, you and three other people this week. Oh, my God, I have Epstein-Barr virus. What do I do? Well, you and five other people this week do. Well, I never had mono. Well, yeah, you did. It was just a bad cold years and years ago, probably when you were a teenager. And guess what? So do I. Are you sick of hearing me talk about Young Goose yet? Well, that's too bad because I love them and I have been using them now for years, probably about two or three years. And I can honestly say that my skin looks great. So I go to my plastic surgeon's office to get a little bit of Botox, right? And he says, what are you doing for your skin? Because your skin looks great and I'm 50. It's going to be Young Goose. You know, I've never had the ability to do those ablative lasers that are supposed to refresh and renew your skin. I just can't do it. I break out. So I love a good product line that is actually going to do something with my skin and help me not age. So whether we're talking about eye cream, finding that perfect eye cream, whether you're finding that perfect collagen boosting cream that smooths out wrinkles, Young Goose has it all. I use pretty much everything in their line, but my favorites are going to be the Care Moisturizer. This has NAD and NAD boosting powers to it, which obviously helps your skin. We love NAD for anti-aging. I use the Hyperbaric Mask at night. I put that on. Oh my gosh, it just renews and replenishes and hydrates my skin. I use the ProCare Serum. This is an anti-aging serum. It's senolytic meaning it's going to seek out and destroy the bad cells and promote new cell growth. I use the adaptogenic cleanser. I use the amplifying essence, which really kind of boosts up your skincare. Overall, Bio-C peptide spray as a toner. Their entire line is fantastic. If you even start with two to three products, you will notice a difference in your skin. So you're going to go to younggoose.com and you're going to use the code Dr. Amy. This is going to save you 5% off. Now, is it a ginormous savings? No, but their line is so precise and so grounded in science. This is what they can offer. And, you know, I love the owners too. I think buying from, from a family owned company is so important. And if you met the owners, you would fall in love and want to, use their products every single day because you know that their heart and soul is literally behind this line. So younggoose.com, use the code Dr. Amy, you will notice a difference in your skin. Have you ever heard of the baobab fruit? 
really interesting and it is such an affordable way to increase your antioxidants because this thing is a multi-talented, multivitamin, multi-mineral, one-of-a-kind supplement in powder form that you throw into your shakes. Oh my God, it just pretty much becomes a no-brainer. So this particular Baobab Boost from Trim Healthy Mama, my two favorite ladies on the planet, they introduced me to this amazing antioxidant and I fell in love. I put it in all the time. Every single shake that I have, I put the Baobab powder in. It's citrus and sherbet tasting dried flesh, has five times the fiber of oats and a higher antioxidant level than any food on the planet. That's eight times that of the superberry acai and more than blueberries and pomegranates combined. So quit eating all the sugar and just use organic baobab fruit pulp. It's that easy. Because Trim Healthy Mama, they put that into a nice powder. Like I said, I just scoop it right out, throw it into my shake. Oh my gosh, it reduces inflammation and helps with weight loss. And the other really interesting thing about it is it's kind of working as an appetite suppressant. Now, I know it's not touted for that, but when you put it in your shake, especially first thing in the morning, throw that into a nice protein shake, you'll notice that your appetite is definitely curbed. So now I'm thinking of this perfect stack to replace or or supplement those GLPs out there on the market. What if we did Baobab and Metabolism Fixer together? That would be crazy at controlling your appetite. And with the Baobab, you're getting all those antioxidants. It's, it's amazing. And this powder is so affordable. It is so affordable. So you're going to go to store.trimhealthymama.com and look up Baobab. It's B-A-O-B-A-B, Baobab Boost Powder. Uh, these ladies have just gone all out with their entire line, but this is one of my favorites because I started using it. And I have to say that I noticed the appetite suppression difference. And then when I dove down the rabbit hole of what else is in it, the antioxidant content, the multi-mineral content, it just becomes a no-brainer. So store.trimhealthymama.com, look for Baobab powder. Enjoy. So I'm going to take you on a little inside journey. We're not even doing thyroid labs. I showed you my thyroid labs before. You can go back and re-listen to that. We're going to go into my viral testing. So you know that Lyme disease Epstein-Barr virus panel that I always tell you to get because of underlying infections, co-infections that go hand in hand with thyroid disease. And the GI map, the Mac Daddy of gut tests, which is so super cool. I'm going to show you mine. Now, mind you, as I go through it, I'm going to remind you, I do not have any GI distress. And the GI map is not just for that. I am going to tie it to a couple of things that were going on with me that now kind of makes sense. But the GI map is the Mac Daddy of testing. Unfortunately, that's one of those functional tests that are not covered by insurance. But sometimes it's just worth doing and it's just super fun to do as well. So I will tell you that, you know, 
you guys are out there and you're listening to me and I so appreciate it. And you're listening to other practitioners and specialists. Please do not walk around thinking that, that we are the be all end all of, of perfectionist health pictures because we all have things that are going on. We all struggle with things. We all eat bad food. I do not eat perfect 100% of the time. If you're on Instagram and you follow me on Instagram, you'll see a big old picture of me eating a piece of cheesecake with the picture of the cheesecake next to it. And that was over the weekend. And since then, I've also had some jelly beans and some more chocolate. My goal in telling you this is to please, please, please do not think that we are perfectionists and that we expect the same from our patients. Well, I'll speak for myself. I'm not a perfectionist. I don't expect the same from my patients. We are all human. And that's why I want you, whether you're listening, whether you're a one-on-one patient with me, whether you're thinking of becoming one, whether you do become one, this is how it is. This is the laid back conversation, relaxed. We are friends on this journey. I do not expect perfection from you because I sure as hope no one else expects it from me because you might be out one day and walking down the street and be like, hey, there's Dr. Amy. She got a big old hamburger in her face. Damn right. If it's the best hamburger in the world, the bun is going to be on it and I will deal with the consequences after. Thank you very much. So for those of you listening on the Thyroid Fix podcast, you're just going to have to listen to it. You're not going to be able to see it. If you want to see it, you're going to have to jump over to my YouTube channel to actually see my results. But I will take you on a visual tour as best as I possibly can. So you know what? We are going to start off with GI Map, and we are going to go through it, and I'm going to take you through it. Here we go. So for those listening on the Thyroid Fix podcast, this is the GI map by Diagnostic Solutions, right? It's a stool analysis. It tells you everything that is going on in your gut. I have nothing to hide here. You can, you can see my labs. I will always share with you my labs and what's going on inside me. Okay, so this is how cool this test is, right? First of all, we're looking at pathogens. We're looking at the bacterial pathogens that are in our body. So some of these, you know, think of like the norovirus, traveler's diarrhea. Um, A person will be normally, if these show positive, now the less than DL means less than detectable limits. If these show positive, a person's going to be in distress. It could show up without any kind of expression. So you have C. diff, you have E. coli, salmonella, campylobacter. I mean, this tests for absolutely everything. It's amazing. But of course, thankfully, thankfully, I am below detectable limits for all of those. You'd be surprised at what we see pop up on people's tests. So then we go into the parasitic pathogens. Giardia, crypto, that's what these are testing for, for the parasitic pathogens. Now, we'll actually get into parasites down below, so hang tight. I know everybody thinks they have parasites, not everybody has parasites. So these are the parasitic pathogens below detectable limits. I'm good. Viral pathogens, the adenovirus, the norovirus, below detectable limits. I am good there. Yay. Now we're getting into H. pylori. Okay. 
So this is my story. Whenever we see H. pylori, it's we'll see reflux, acid reflux, migraines, dermatitis, acne, anemia. Hello, my Hashimoto patients. Anemia because H. pylori is an iron-loving organism. Now, what you're going to see on mine is that, and, and, and this is where reading it, okay, it's not like your standard lab values where it's going to be red and it's going to be flagged high and all kinds of sirens are going off. You, you have to look at this, and this is why it takes really working with a practitioner when you get your GI map results to understand it. We have to look at the results. So my result is 1.1 E2. Normal is less than 1.0 E3. So it's really that E, that's that's the exponential. So technically mine is like me, a little bit elevated, maybe, eh, no, nothing to worry about right now. But when I think back, when I think back to December, January, I was dealing with acne rosacea. I mean, it was not stopping. I had to do a month long of antibiotics, which is why I did this test to see how effed up my stomach was after a month of antibiotics. So I did this to see, and, and, and here it is. So I have been having a little more reflux. I know I just said I have no GI distress whatsoever. I have been having a little bit more acid reflux. I used to never get reflux. I could eat before bed, go to bed, boom, done, asleep not a problem. People would tell me these stories of acid reflux in the night. I'm like, oh, sex to be you. Now I'm having it off and on. Definitely some reflux. I do suffer from migraines, but they haven't been that bad. But when I look back with the H. pylori, tying it to the acne rosacea, oh my God, there it is. So this was most likely higher a few months ago. And with that, we can use berberine or a little oregano. I already use that. So I probably started chipping away at the H. pylori biofilm disruptors. So did you know that stevia is actually a biofilm disruptor? That's kind of cool. Mastic gum, bismuth, um, zinc, and N-acetylcysteine, zinc and NAC. I already use, I use liposomal glutathione. So there you go, right? Right there. Normal bacteria flora. So this is where, you know, sometimes we see high, sometimes we see low. So when we're seeing clostridia low, it usually means that our butyrate is going to be low. And indeed, my butyrate is low. So what that means is, and we can see from the um, Fecalibacterium, optimal is E5. I'm an E4, so I'm slightly low. But definitely, we can see it in the Clostridia being low, that my butyrate is low. So what do we do for butyrate? Well, hello, Hashi patients. Butyrate being optimal actually restrains autoimmunity. So you know how I always talk about keeping those soldiers in their barracks? Having proper butyrate levels will restrain autoimmunity and keep those soldiers in their barracks. It's a beautiful thing. Well, turns out I need some more butyrate. So I need to add in some resistant starch. So Designs for Health makes paleofiber RS. So it's paleofiber resistant starch. And that is adding in some prebiotics, uh, resistant starch, which will increase butyrate, it will increase BDNF, and it will balance insulin. So definitely something I need to do, something I've already started doing. Okay, the phyla microbiota. I got my bacteriodites and my formicutes both low. 
So I need more fiber. Now that would make sense since I am on a keto diet that I don't get quite enough fiber. I get it. I get it. Uh, but no, here we go. We, we want a nice balance between the B and the F. We want that ratio to be a little bit better. Now, granted, my ratio is optimal at less than one, but I definitely need some more good microbiota. Moving on, we're going into the opportunistic bacteria. These are cytokine producing. So bacillus is usually high for everyone, so we're not really worried about that. Strep is also usually high for everyone. Now, when strep is high, yeah, when strep is high, we usually see H. pylori high at the same time. Now, mine was not over the top high, but remember, I just went over the H. pylori with you. I believe that if we would have tested me back in December or January, we would have seen that H. pylori being high. If strep is low, then you have to think low stomach acid, and that we often see. Sometimes H. pylori can cause low stomach acid. Sometimes low stomach acid causes H. pylori. There's a definite circle uh, kind of correlation there. So we have the strep on me. My strep is high and that's tied back to the um, H. pylori. A strep is the most abundant and this is definitely indicating poor digestion. How about that? Poor digestion. Now, if we see a lot of opportunistic bacteria being high, we have to think lipopolysaccharides, endotoxins, and a possible link to rheumatoid arthritis. We also see links to RA down below in the potential autoimmune triggers. Sometimes if citro is high, that's possible tie back to RA, but not always. We just have to be careful about how we read these so a patient doesn't get all freaked out. Fungi yeast, here's where we're looking at your candida. I'm good there. Viruses, cytomegalovirus, Epstein-Barr, and then we have all the parasites. We have all the worms. I'm good there. No parasites, no worms. Thank you very much. Now, this part, the intestinal health, this is so interesting. I hope you're still hanging in there with me and have not checked out. I'm really trying to keep this very um, layman's terms because it's layman's terms to me too. I mean, the, the, the doctors that I consult with at Diagnostic Solutions to read these bad boys, I mean, they are Mac Daddy, top of the scale, top of the heap GI docs. They know their shit. They really, really do. So hats off to them. I'm still understanding all of this. And the more I do it, the more I understand it. But that's why I like to do it on myself. Because when you do it on yourself, you go, oh, yeah, that makes total sense. So intestinal health, my elastase is low. Okay, what's that mean? I'm not digesting very well. I need hydrochloric acid. I need digestive enzymes. Now, here's the big thing with my reflux people. Reflux people, you always think that you have too much acid, right? Because you get acid reflux. That's what it's called. Turns out you actually might not have enough hydrochloric acid in your gut, and that can actually cause the reflux. So here we go. My elastase is low. I'm not digesting. I need digestive enzymes, and I might need a little bit of hydrochloric acid. Now, to get elastase up, I need a high-quality digestive enzyme. I'm covered there. I'm using Designs for Health Digestive Enzymes. Okay, moving on, uh, beta-glucuronidase. Beta-glucuronidase feeds on fat and protein. So if we see beta-glucuronidase being off, sometimes people need more fiber. Mine is 
Okay, it's falling in the normal range. Mine is 2179. Normal is 2486. But still, yeah, you don't want it. Actually, I'm not too bad there. You don't want it elevated. If it is elevated, that can indicate a high toxin load. So my beta-glucuronidase is actually not so bad. Well, if it feeds on fat and protein, I'm set there with my my low-carb, high-fat diet. Here's the problem, SIG-A. Secretatory IgA, that's your first line of defense. That's what protects you. That is your first line of defense. So this is where we might see herpes. Now, the herpes virus can be um, the non-sexually transmitted kind. So herpes, Epstein-Barr, Lyme disease. It means your immune system is taxed. It means you could have chronic viral infections. So I just had a, a, a message from a patient today. You know, keeps getting sick, keeps getting sick. All these different viral infections, one after the other, after the other. So it might be in our best interest to test her, to do a jam app on her and test her SIG-A because that could be low. So for that, we use Saccharomyces boulardii. We use Florimyces from Designs for Health. And then we can even use things like Tegracel colostrum, which will increase SIG-A naturally. Anti-gliadin. Here's your kind of like a little bit of test for, we're not testing celiac disease here. We're just testing for gluten intolerance. So anti-gliadin IgA, mine is a 42. The normal range is zero to 157, but just like everything, we have a functional range. We like it below a 50. If it's above a 50, that is indicative of eating gluten. So if if your patient's on a gluten-free diet and this is super high, they're still responding to something. They're either still eating gluten or they're getting a cross-reactivity to things like corn, maltodextrin that will cross-react and act like gluten in the body. That's why I'm really big on don't just rely on gluten-free, quote-unquote, foods to be gluten-free because the gluten-free foods have a lot of cross-reactivity. Calprotectin is indicative of colon inflammation. Mine's good. Yay. So we are all good there. All right. So that's my GI map, right? That is my GI map. I'm taking a minute to interrupt the podcast just to tell you how you can sign up for a free discovery call with me to learn how we can work together as a team and how I can help you to get your life back. So if you go to my website at amyhorneman.com and click on book a call, you can schedule a call that's convenient for you. It'll be about 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and that's where you will learn what it looks like to work with me, everything that we cover top to bottom with your health, how we develop a treatment plan, a personalized nutrition plan, a personalized supplement plan, and how we work together as a team with me holding your hand to get you your life back. Now I'm going to go over to, we're going to look at my Epstein-Barr virus. And this is what I mean. This is what I mean when people call me, my patients call me, they're all in a panic. They're going, oh my God, I have EBV. And I say, yeah, you and pretty much everybody else. Epstein-Barr virus is a huge, huge, huge precursor to Hashimoto's. We we see this is one of the co-infections that we talk about. And so many patients will say, well, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't know I had mono. You know, like I said, maybe it was just a really bad cold. You could have been in high school. You could have been in college. 
you're really sick. You didn't go to the doctor. You didn't get a, a test for it. Okay. Well, you had mono. Now you have Epstein-Barr, just like me. So my Epstein-Barr, if you look at this viral capsid AGVCABIGM, this is whether or not it is active. So in a patient where Epstein-Barr virus is active, you will be tired. You will be so tired. You just, it's a fatigue you've never experienced before. Mine is not active. Mine is dormant. So this is where we see this marker being high. That means I do have Epstein-Barr virus and it is dormant. Okay, we're going up here now. We're going to the Lyme. Lyme disease, this is a little bit of a different panel than what I see from a lot of my patients. But what was really interesting is my beautiful, brilliant nurse practitioner decided to test me for this really funky, only in Utah and the West Coast, parasitic Lyme kind of marker. And it turns out I have it, Babesia duncani. Look that up. I dare you. I mean, you're going to find everything from asymptomatic to fatal. So we're just going to keep that on the back burner. Now, this would be one that if a patient were to get this tested and get their lab results back, they might do a doctor Google search and freak the hell out. I'm not freaked out. It's just something to know. If I never tested it, I would probably never, ever, ever know that I had anything like this. But if at any point of time, I get some really crazy, funky symptoms that no doctor can figure out, I will refer back to Babesia duncani and remind them that I have a crazy Utah-born tick bite that carries a really, really funky potentially fatal disease, but I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not really worried about it. So that is my inside look inside my body of what's going on. So now you're wondering, what, what are you doing about it, Aim? What are you going to do? So yes, I have started digestive enzymes. I started resistant starch because you know what? I don't really want to get acid reflux when I'm laying down to get a really nice night's sleep. And maybe I had too much keto ice cream right before bed and it decides to make its way back up into my throat. That's not cool. So yeah, I am going to use some resistant starch. I want to improve my elastase. I want to bring up my SIG A for my immune system. So I'm already on my zinc. I'm already on my glutathione. I do liposomal glutathione, keep my vitamin D high. I'm consistent with that. And then I added in Tegracel colostrum, digestive enzymes, and the fluoromyces. So adding in that will also circle back around. Remember how we said low SIG A is tied to Epstein-Barr virus and Lyme and that your immune system is taxed. So by adding those in, that's going to kind of shore up my immune system just to make it stronger to be able to keep that Epstein-Barr virus at bay and keep that really funky Utah tick bite kind of asymptomatic. Thank you very much. The other things I'm doing, you know, I just continue. Uh, this is a, an ongoing thing with me. I continue to support my immune system. So zinc every night, vitamin C every day. I mean, come on, vitamin C helps your skin anyways. And then adding in 10,000 to 20,000 IUs of vitamin D. I am not outside very much. And if I am, I have sunscreen on. Vitamin D is vital, vital for your immune system. Now, if you are one, let's say I was one that was experiencing a ton of viral infections, a ton of colds, which I'm not. I would also add in monolaurin, monolaurin avail, but it's on for health. That is amazing at supporting the immune system, especially in patients that get continued viral infections or if Epstein-Barr virus or the herpes virus is active, we can use monolaurin to 
monolaurin avail to kind of calm down that immune system response. If you're in an autoimmune flare, high vitamin D, zinc, vitamin C, vitamin D has to be paired with K, and then the monolaurin and sometimes immunomod really helps to modulate the immune system and downregulate that cytokine storm, that inflammatory response. But these are just a couple tests. Maybe, you know, you think about whether we're working together or not working, if we're not working together right now, write these down, ask your practitioner to do them full Epstein-Barr virus panel, full Lyme panel, and think about the GI map. And if they don't do it, then find somebody who does and who can order the GI map for you, because that is amazing at seeing what is going on inside of your body and inside of your gut. So brief look, brief look inside of me. I hope you enjoy that. And you know what? Share the heck out of this because a lot of people are walking around. They don't know that they have Lyme disease. They don't know they have Epstein-Barr virus. And they're walking around with all these GI symptoms, throwing probiotics at them daily. Hello, are you guilty of that? Taking your Activia, doing the same probiotic day after day, and they're actually doing more harm than good. Okay. Well, I thought that this would be interesting. I thought that you guys would like this a lot. As always, please visit my website to book a call if you're interested in working together, if you are dealing with horrendously broken metabolisms and you're being told that you're normal over and over again by your doctor, but you know that there's something wrong and you know that you're not normal and you're sick of being told that you're normal and you're sick of paying money on practitioners that don't listen to you. Yeah. I would love to work with you. So until later, thanks so much for listening.